Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Hey, Todd. Dr. Wignall, how are you? You tried to turn and talk into the microphone and it wasn't on. I, w- I didn't have it on. <laughs> I have a big question for you. Sure. I hope you can answer it. Of course. I'll do my best. Where does confidence come from? Mm. I've, this is a big thing in therapy. Like I've, I have a lot of clients who want to be more confident. Then I would say you need performance accomplishments. Ooh. Yeah. What, what performance accomplishments? Tell me mm-hmm. more. You need to complete or accomplish um, activities, behaviors, goals that will give you more confidence. That that kind of display and reinforce your abilities, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's back up a step. Sure. What is confidence? Before we talk about, Ooh. I suppose, before we get into where it comes from, I, I, and I want to hear more about what you were saying, but maybe we should define our terms first. I, I would believe confidence. Are we, are, are we saying like just self-confidence? Is that what we're saying? Um, or just confidence? I want to feel more confident. Yeah, I, I would say that is your perception of your abilities in a given area. So if you want to feel more confident as a father, as a therapist, as a, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be something specific though. I mean, overall confidence, I, I, I guess just your view of your overall capabilities. Okay, but I have I'm thinking of one client in particular sure. who um is in grad school right now is like a, not even an A student, like an A plus student their entire lives. So no confidence. <laughs> um literally aces every test they ever take, right? Okay. Has crippling test anxiety. Mm. Always thinks, perceives that this is the one that's going to sink the ship. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, but she will tell me like, I, yes, I know I'm a good student. I know I've studied perfectly well, but I, I just don't ha- I don't feel confident. So it's I, gotta be more than a percept. It's gotta be more than just an understanding or a perception, right? Well, no, I, I, don't, I don't think so at all. Some people are wildly confident and have zero abilities. And some people are like this client, it sounds like has all sorts of abilities, but no confidence. So her perception of her abilities given that test, either it's her, a perception of her inadequacies as a student in that situation or that the test has been constructed in such a way that it will exploit her weaknesses, I guess. I mean, her the problem is her feeling doesn't match up with her understanding. She knows <clears throat> she's a good student. But that and feeling she, is related to some type of thought and or understanding, right? I mean, presumably. Yeah. She's assessing this context of, in, in a way where she feels like she's going to perform poorly. It, it, it's like, it, it's in situations where even if there, there's always, there's some amount of uncertainty and it's like, um, well, this, this is the one time when it's going to fit. Like they don't, a lack of confidence is like a lack of trust. In their own, yeah. in their own ability to cope. Ability or performance. To, yeah. yeah. It's so, it's like a failure to build most people if they like But it's a perception, know, it's not a reality. Well, it's a reality in that moment. You don't know until you do the thing. 
the fe- the feeling is real. But your confidence comes from past successes. Like I've been successful at this so often, mm-hmm. I'm fairly confident I'd be able to succeed again. Well, the the confidence comes from generalizing past successes to sure, a sure. future. Sure, generalized or yeah. But that seems like the hitch. I think some people don't generalize past successes very well. They have a hard time. Something like misfires there. So you're saying when she sits down for a test, she's not accurately assessing her past accomplishments and capabilities there. She's she's pinging off of something else. No, she will tell me like, well, when you say assessing, she's she can do the math. She can say, I, I've taken 12 tests this year and I've aced all of them. Statistically, I'm very likely to do the same on the next one. Mm-hmm. So it's in terms, if that's what you mean by assessment, she's like, she, she knows the, well, she says that in the room with you, but in the moment when the test hits the desk, is she doing that? Is she saying, Oh, I'm, I'm going to do fairly well. Cause I've done in the past. I've done really well. Or does she go, Oh my God, I'm never going to be able to finish this test. It looks like it has really hard questions. She's, she's probably, she's focusing on the, admittedly unlikely negative scenario of her not doing well. Uh-huh. But she knows that's just one small possibility. Okay. Sorry, I pinged you with too many questions. No, Go ahead and tell me no. about this. I mean, that's about it. Oh, like okay. to me, that that's like the classic illustration of people who feel like they don't have confidence. It, it's not a knowledge issue for most people. Like they, they what's so frustrating about it is they, they think they should be confident. They have all sorts of evidence <laughs> and reasons to be confident, be confident here, yeah. but they don't feel it. Okay, so what do you think the issue there is? Well, I think it, it goes back to generalizing. Something's getting in the way of them generalizing that experience. I, I think you're right that confidence comes from learning, mm-hmm. right? It's learning that, you know, something hard it, it happens. I'm faced with something hard, but if I push through and work hard or what, whatever, I will come out the end alive, okay, thriving, whatever. Right. Right. And and so it's because 90% of the time that happens, I believe that it's going to happen this next time. Mm -hmm. And so I feel confident going into this next one. Or that I'll be able to perform at at an adequate. So my, one thing I suspect might be going on is people misattribute what the success was due to. So they know they've had tons of successes, right? Mm -hmm. But perhaps they attribute it to something instead of them attributing it to their, I don't know, their, their hard work, right. Or their abilities, they attribute it to good luck. Hmm. I don't know. Fate. Now, if you're attributing, if all you may have had tons of past successes, but if it's up to the whims of fate, that would make it that would make me more nervous mm-hmm. going forward, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, that makes sense. I think um I think about I think about this slightly differently, which is to me almost in this situation when the test hits the the table, um there's probably a classically conditioned Anxious reaction that happens there. Mm. What um, break that down? Classically conditioned. She's she's historically really struggled with tests. Yeah, so test her, her heart rate just involuntarily. So, so goes right up when that test hits the ground, she goes, "Oh, here's the situation mm-hmm. where yeah, I don't do you know I freak out and there we are freaking out and so there that's there." 
And then my guess would be it, it's then really hard for her to 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 generalize to do that generalization and mm-hmm. say, hmm, you know, even though I'm nervous right now, I've done really well in the past on these things. Instead, she's stuck in that fight or flight mode for a while before the frontal lobe kicks in, mm-hmm. and she's able to perform. Yeah, but it would almost be a, a, a like, can you explicitly rehearse success, past successes, and stay in that executive functioning hmm. part without getting too preoccupied with how you so feel. you think it like really, it has to do with kind of her self-talk, like what she's doing in her head in the moment. I do. I think because I, I mean, confidence is your appraisal of your own abilities and, and that generalization of what I've done in the past. So, I mean, there, there's definitely clients I have sometimes that say I have zero confidence to do X and, and we can say, well, do you have anything in your history that would suggest you're able to do X? No. So your, mm-hmm. your lack of confidence there is probably accurate. You don't know. Right. Um, but for people who do have a history of, of performing well and then don't have confidence, that's a misappraisal to me. That's just a really bad appraisal system. Like you're either not making the appraisal at all because you're so anxious or whatever it is. Um, or there, there's something else blocking that appraisal of your skill set. So in the moment, they should be thinking about all their past accomplishments. Well, not but that they should, really, but it'd be probably, it, it would give them more confidence than... But you think they're just not doing that. They're yeah. thinking about other stuff. Yep, they're going, oh my God, oh, I'm going to fail, 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 I'm going to fail. Yeah. And I think it's more of an anxiety reaction because she steps away from it, comes to therapy, mm-hmm. and she's like, well, man, of course I would do well because I always do well. And there's right. where she's making the appraisal she should have made. Or that would have been more ah, functional so for about, Nick in the moment. It's about the appraisals in real time. Yeah. Not just the understanding of the truth or falseness of, of those facts. Yeah, I think so. It's the having that online in real time. In real time. Hmm. I think that's... Instead of having your mental bandwidth taken up by the 1% chance that you completely fail the test. And, exactly. And, yeah. and, and letting that 1% chance become a 99% chance as you magnify and worry. Because it leads that. to more anxiety symptoms and then more worry. And exactly. Then more, and then yeah. you're not... And then maybe she's not able to perform as well until she really starts reading. And, and maybe it's a, as she takes the test, mm-hmm. the frontal lobe's kind of kicking back more online, and then she's fine. Yeah. I, I, that's my guess, though, for her. I mean, I, I think know. that's probably pretty true for, for a lot of people. Um, although I think it, it, part of it goes back to something you kind of alluded to, which is that an interesting characteristic of people who say they lack confidence is they are understandably trying really hard to find and feel confident Uh like really really hard whereas people who are genuinely confident um it's almost like the the feeling of confidence is sort of like this side effect that just kind of happens like they don't try and make it happen they don't try and be confident yeah they don't rev themselves up with lots of positive encouraging self-talk yeah they just could do the thing right yep Yep. um so i I think it a characteristic of people who maybe chronically lack confidence is they, the distinction between for them, they feel like they need to feel confident in order to perform well. Whereas for people who do feel confident, they don't really think about that. They just perform and as a byproduct end up feeling confident. Yeah. I I think that a lot of people who struggle with misappraisals or appraisals of confidence, the people who are really overly concerned with confidence confound confidence with guarantees. Like I'm not a hundred percent sure 
Whereas someone who's confident is like, mm, I think I can and I'll go mm-hmm. ahead and try it. Right. It's for, for people who really struggle with the concept of confidence, it seems to be you're confounding that with 100% of surety and nobody has a hundred percent of surety. Even people who are confident are usually yeah. like, well, I'll give it a shot and we'll see what happens. This makes me think of the, the distinction between um, fear and courage. Yeah. Like courage is not the absence of fear. Yeah. It's being afraid and doing the thing anyway. Right. 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 And I think a lot of people um, are confident when they're, when they're approaching something new, it's not that they feel like they're going to knock it out of the park. They're just willing to give it a go. And they say, well, given other things that I've done, like maybe I'll be okay at this or maybe I'll, but someone who struggles with confidence is like, I can't even try, you know, because I don't know that I'll succeed. And it's like, well, that's or, not, or because I don't feel confident. Right. I should try because I, I don't, I feel, feel I should feel yeah, confident. Yeah. Look at all these other people yeah. who just walk into the test and just they don't seem to crank it out. They're yeah. not sweating bullets like I am. And that's another thing with people who don't claim to not have a lot of confidence is, there's a lot of comparison yep. often going on. Yep. It's all these other, like it's like imposter syndrome. And like comparisons that. for with stuff that you would never be able to get evidence for. <laughs> like, well, Billy sits next to me. He's not nervous. And I bet Billy would go, oh yeah, Angela's not nervous. I sit next to her. She right. seems fine. You know, and it's like, you can't appraise confidence by just the look on someone's face. Yeah. Like that's, that's a weird. Okay. So, so what do, what do you do if you're, if you're a person who chronically lacks confidence, either generally or in a specific area? <laughs> Should, should you try and it sounds like what we're kind of circling on is the last thing you want to do is try to be more confident. Okay. So one thing I do when this, <laughs> when, when the word confidence or, or self-esteem or some of these other terms that we talk about shows up in therapy a lot. Now, if it's just said here and there, I don't mind. But if it, if it's, if it, if it's like the major thing, I outlaw the use of that word. <laughs> And so it, it pushes clients to reframe this thing in a much more tangible way. Yeah. Because confidence is one of those weird, like, what is that anyway, right? It's not a real thing. It's a kind of a construct we've created to, mm-hmm. to define a certain process, I guess, or, or a certain activity or a certain belief or, or whatever it is. So when you say, okay, we're not going to use that word, it, it kind of pushes you to explain what you need there mm-hmm. in a different way. And, and that different way usually ends up being more practical and useful, mm-hmm. which if you can't use the word confidence, you have to say, well, my appraisal of my skill set in that area, and now we're talking about something a little bit more, you know, how do we help your perception of your skills in that area? How do we develop better skills in that area then, mm-hmm. or, or, or help you see where your skills level is at there. That seems to be much more practical in therapy than talking about how do we get you more confidence? We need yeah. to find, we need to go on a journey to find. Which gets confidence. at the, the basic nature of emotions, which are you can't influence them directly. There's no dial for confidence, right. just like there's not a dial for anxiety or happiness yeah. or you don't have like an that. organ that stores confidence. Right. So, so, in, in a weird way, if you want to feel more confident, it sounds like what you're saying is you have to kind of ignore the, the pursuit of confidence and go after the things that eventually lead to confidence as a byproduct. Right. Well, and it stops people from saying, I don't feel confident. And so now we're, you know, instead of saying, I, I'm, I'm not um, as assured of my capabilities there, now we're talking about something much more practical and it, it removes that kind of esoteric kind of idea from their mm-hmm. mind. And it becomes just much more practical. And then the things to build confidence or to, to improve your perception are pretty clear. 
So this would be my theory that in addition to the the idea that people who lack seem to lack confidence, they, they have a lot of misappraisals and strange self-talk going on when they're trying to perform. My my other, if I was studying this, I would want to look at what are people's theor- personal theories for the relationship between feeling and action? Mm-hmm. And I would bet people who struggle with confidence have a very strongly held belief that in order to perform well, I have to feel yeah. good. Right. Um, right. And that's that's why I like not the, the whole I don't feel confident thing. It's like, ah, we're not even talking about a feeling of confidence, right? right. It's, it's more practical than that. Yeah. So the, I, So I think that's, Tricky, but going, you know, if, if you want to start feeling more, if that is your long-term goal, I think you kind of have to put that aside as a short-term goal and have your task be to go into the test or the big speech or whatever, not, and deliberately keep your attention off of how you feel Mm -hmm. and instead onto what you want to do. Yeah. Right. Which really is kind of, I think in a lot of ways it's, it's an attention management issue. Right. It's how, because your attention is going to get drawn, it's, it's going to get pulled like gravity to how you feel. Yeah. And if you get sucked up in that, you're gone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ironically, you'll still do well on the test probably. Yeah. <laughs> right. But the, the key, if you want, in the long run, if you want to, if you do want to feel better going into those situations, you have to kind of ignore how you feel. Yeah. And keep your focus on what you're doing. There you go. So, so here'd be my homework for someone like your client. This is the first time we've ever given out homework, I think, in the in the podcast. Well, here's what I would recommend as far okay. as your client to to improve her perceptions of her own capabilities in taking a test. Mm-hmm. She's in college. She's in grad school. Mm-hmm. And she could probably talk to a few teachers. Let, let's say she talks to a teacher. She's taking a stats class. That teacher teaches three classes of that stats class, right? Mm-hmm. She teaches it on Mondays and Wednesdays at noon and six. And then she teaches it also on Tuesday at three or whatever. I would have your client when a test comes up to take the test in all three of those classes. Like you need lots of, you need need to get into the class, have the test at the counter over and over and over and again, and you perform. Right. So the idea is I need to, um, display my, the skill set over and over again until I get that confidence or until I feel better, the anxiety is reduced, whatever it is. Um, but I would recommend she, and, and then in those exercises, we would talk about what she's going, what she might want to um, focus her attention on mm-hmm. more so than her emotional reaction to the test. Yeah, maybe mostly what she shouldn't focus her attention, more importantly, like what, do what you want not to, to fo- focus yeah, what do you, attention on. You know, when that test hits the, the, your desk, where would you want your attention to be focused? Mm-hmm. What, what would you like to, what would be better for you rather than going, <gasps> I can't do these tests. I always, and whatever I would, or, Oh my gosh, I always do this. And it's 10 minutes before whatever it is. What would be a better and have you practice that over and over. And then you're practicing, then you're getting better and better at a skill. Mm -hmm. And then that is confident. You say, Oh, I'm getting better at that. Right. So that would be my, my thought, which has nothing to do with how she feels. Actually, it's just going to be, we're going to practice this thing until you, you just know you're better at it. Yeah, that's great. That would be my thought. We should also point out too that this whole discussion has been in the context of someone who is actually good and isn't feeling confident. But uh-huh. if you're not good That's at something, 
you should probably get good at it first if you want to feel good. Yeah, and break that down. I mean, but I'll have a lot of clients come to me with a situation where they're saying I'm not confident. And and for lack of any better explanation or, or, or example, I might say I have a client who comes to me and says, I'm not confident I can climb Mount Everest. And I would say, well, have you ever climbed a mountain? And they would say, no. <laughs> I would say, well, then it's probably okay that you don't have a lot of confidence yeah. there. But we're not going to work on you feeling more confident mm-hmm. than kicking on the Mount Everest. The, the idea would be how do you start developing the skill set that is going to be required for you to do this thing and then start feeling more confident mm-hmm. in your ability to do those things, right? How do we how do we give you enough experience and repetition at this thing so that you can develop confidence? Yeah. So yeah. adjust your expectations. Don't expect to feel confident. Um, and then all, practice this skill of keeping your attention focused on what you want to do, not how you feel. Good recommendations, I think, if you're wanting to build confidence. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.